Hello, everyone, and oh, that was just a bad start. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Polensky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Mike. Mike, I got a question for you. What's up? Is the difference between a bad start to the show and a good start to the show the pitch of your voice? Because you just had a little, like, redo, and the, the, the bad one was a low start. And the right. good one was like a, hey guys, like a real high, high energy, high voice kind well, of Well, I mean, the energy sets the tone, sure, right? So sure. if I come in like, hey everyone, welcome to part. See, I even did it at the start. Like, yeah, I, you sure. know, you got to, I, I, I've already hit the high energy. I'm keeping the high energy going. But if I was to come in and. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. <laughs> the, the memorial of Part-Time Nerds. For, yeah. Yeah. This is the final episode because Chris is dead. Okay. All right. All right. I was just curious, Mike. I was trying to get a, a glimpse behind everything here. <laughs> right. It, it's it's the, the hosting energy. If you don't go in on a high, you, you leave them on a low. I don't know. <laughs> just... You should get that tattooed along like your chest, right? The clavicle area. Oh, I already do. Take a look. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mike, Mike, I am doing well. I am doing well. I've realized that parenting can be real stressful sometimes, Mike. Just now? Well, this this past week, give or take. I understand. Kids can be frustrating and <laughs> right. shit at times. But my kid has finally injured himself bad enough that it became quite stressful on me. Oh, really? Yeah. You, to sort of describe the situation, our family room is sort of a lowered family room. It's like you you take one step down into the family room, right? Uh, Mike, you've been over a million been, times. Yeah. You can confirm that's how the layout is. So he was running on the higher part and was running over to the family room and tripped on our little gate, like our door gate. Yes. Yeah. Where the, to keep the dog out or him in either or. Yeah. So it's... It, it's off, it's off the ground by like half an inch because it's got to connect to the one side and whatever. So he tripped and kind of stumbled and then took like one big step off the step without, you know, preparing for it. You know how sometimes you'll be walking outside and you don't see the sidewalk kind of end and you do like one of those like, whoa, whoa like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. The same kind of thing, but obviously he's only three feet tall and he jammed his knee and his hip and rolled his foot. Mm-hmm. Bad enough that this happened on Tuesday morning and he is just starting to stop limping and starting to put a little bit of weight on the foot now. Really? So he actually got x-rays on Friday, which came back so far. They didn't see anything in it. But yeah, let me tell you, it's a different kind of stress when it's like, oh, my son has permanently injured himself forever under my watch. <laughs> it was, it, it sits right in the chest and like it really it ate away at me, which was funny because Tiff was always saying like, you know, you know, Ben, he gets a million bruises and a million little cuts and whatever. And I just could not care less because that's what kids do. But yeah, this one, my God, it really, it really affected me a lot. So it seems like he's on the mend now, but it sure is taking a hell of a long time. I can imagine how that would be scary. How did you, how did you, at what point did you realize this is not good? It would have been like the next day. So he did it like literally just before his nap. And then I put him to bed and then he woke up from the nap and he was kind of limping around, which 
you know, was not shocking to me. He's rolled his ankle in the past and he limps around a little bit and then he's good like 30 minutes later. But then it wasn't getting any better and I gave him a little bit of medicine before bed and it sort of went away and then he woke up again the next morning and he was limping really bad and he kept saying ouchie, ouchie and would point at his foot and it's like, oh damn, you know, maybe there mm. is there's something more to this, right? Because if you just rolled your ankle, it shouldn't last that long, right? I kind of figured by the end of the day it'd be gone, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was tough. It's tough. I feel bad for him because he doesn't really know what's going on and he wants to run, but he runs like a goddamn pirate, you know, like one stiff leg. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's tough for a kid who's as active as Ben. It's tough to watch him uh, in that position. But like I said, hopefully he's on the way to uh, mending himself now. So. So he wasn't like super upset then. He was upset for like the first 30 seconds of it happening, as you can imagine. But after that, he was kind of good. He just wanted to watch TV for five minutes and then, okay, sure. And then we went to bed. Yeah. So he, he shrugged it off quick. But yeah, it was a lingering injury. That's for sure. Well, good to hear that he's on the mend. Yeah. 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 He's got some other stuff, too. He's he's figured out his colors now, Mike. So, which is exciting. Every car that goes by, it's, ooh, white car, black car, red car, that kind of thing. We Our, our world is now in multicolor. He does this hilarious thing. So, he's getting excited and he does one of two things. So, I don't know. Let's say you, you bust out a piece of cake, Mike, and he knows that he loves cake. He does one of either two things. He either does this like super nerdy like Steve Urkel laugh. <laughs> Maybe kind of like the one I just did. Um, or what he does is he does like this Hulk Hogan style, like flex, like just like that. Cause yeah, he can't yeah. control his emotions. So it's really funny both ways, but yeah, he's becoming much more animated. Mike, which is hilarious. I don't know. Does William do anything like that when he uh, sees something he likes? Sort of, kind of, I mean, William, I, he's got, he's at a point now where he's, he understands what's going on, but he's not the greatest at expressing himself. Like, remember, we, we've been going with speech therapist. Oh, how stuff, is this? What is the speech therapy stuff? Like, what have you guys been doing? Well, OK, well, last week we had our first meeting with okay. the actual speech therapist. Like, like I told you before. Uh, did I even mention this? It might have been on the last episode. Actually. Well, you I think you mentioned basically that you had like a 90 minute phone call with them and you had to fill out like a bunch of forms or something like that. Yeah. So we had the call and I actually missed most like the entire call almost like I caught like maybe the last 10, 15 minutes of the call because it just so happened that that day at work, like the sky was falling and I was immediate. I, everything I needed to do was immediate, you know, right, like sure. it was, which is crazy. Cause that's no, not normally my job. Normally my job is, you know, this comes later. You can worry that you don't have to do that right away. This was like, no, this is a matter of this needs to be fixed immediately kind of a thing. So I missed like the entire call because this was really just to diagnose quote unquote, the problem sure. of what was going on. And basically as she put it, he, she felt that he had no issues with his like, cognitive abilities. Like, because some of the stuff that we showed her was, Laura showed her, was like, you, we can say things to William that are like, put the tab in, and he goes to the closet, opens it up, pulls out a dishwasher tab, puts it in the dishwasher, closes it, and turns on the dishwasher. Right. So, yeah, he's understanding what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Like, he knows what's going on. From... Go get a tab, buddy. He understands that it's time to do all of these things. So, right. you know, he's not dumb or anything like that. Like, he's not. Well, thank God he didn't take after his dad then. That's good. 
Yeah, because da- dad, if you tell me to get a tab, I just, I'm like, what do I you do? Just eat it. You just start eating them all the time, right? Yeah. I was really worried when he started doing like playing with the, not playing, but using the tabs that he was going to try and eat one. Yeah. But the most he does is there's the red dot in the middle and he pushes it like it's a button. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's not so bad. I do the same thing, so. <laughs> yeah, so so like, like she was like, I don't have any issues with his cognitive abilities. I think that he's he's okay there. It's just the speech thing. So we actually had our first appointment with a, the, the actual speech therapist because like before it was just kind of a diagnosis thing. So they had like this woman call us who whose job it is to talk to kids and, and try to get them to help. And, and it was so funny because like it was – the first maybe 10 minutes of the call was like having your own private Teletubby show. Okay. Like, like the woman didn't even acknowledge us. It was, she, she came on the line and she was like, hi, oh, what have I got on my head? Like she had like a beanie baby on her head and, and she was just like, what? Who's that? Hello. And just was like, you know, trying to get William's attention and William, he, he did pay attention, but William is William and, and Zoom calls hold his attention for maybe 30 seconds and then he's done. Yeah. So, but it was very weird because it was like this private, like, here you go. I'm here. How are you? Can you clap? And it was just like, what's happening? Like, like she didn't even acknowledge us, you know? Yeah. But then eventually once he like ran away and did his own thing, then she was talking to us about like, you know, here's some things you could do, the things you can say. Like we have to emphasize what the actions we're doing as well as break them down into to small pieces and stuff. Like instead of thing, saying things like, do you want more broccoli? You'll say things more like eat food, like more food, you know, that right. kind of a okay. thing. You know, break it down smaller for him kind of a thing. If, if we're going up the stairs, we go up and also like point up. So up and down and we, we do for both of those things rather than like you want to go up the stairs you just go like up and down and we're you know we're trying to, to do that kind of thing and right it's 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 interesting because like he he, he understands mm-hmm. but he's not speaking still like he just doesn't care like he, he's like whatever they understand me i understand them it's fine kind of a yeah. thing every so often he makes the attempt like the other day he we were we had him at the swings at the park and and we're he was looking at a shadow and we were like you looking at your shadow, buddy? And he was like, shadow. And we were like, why can't you say anything else? You just said shadow. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah. he'll say something if it's of interest to him kind of a thing. Like, otherwise, he just doesn't care because he, we understand what he wants enough from his actions. Like, he right. reaches for things. He points to things. And, and certain actions he does shows us what he wants. Like perfect example, he started to crawl in, like try to climb into the crib, which means I want in the crib. Right. And we put him in the crib and and, and we play with him. And now that has evolved into I'm ready for bed. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's nice. So when we're getting him ready for bed, what we would normally do is we would read, we read him books and then we put him to bed after we read a certain amount of books. Well, when he's ready to go to bed, even if we haven't read the amount of books that we've been reading, he will wiggle out and walk over to the crib and be like, come on. Yeah, put me in. Yeah, put me in. It's time to it's time for sleep. Yeah. So that's what we do now is, is we we wait for his cue when he wiggles down and he's like, I'm ready for bed. And we hop in and we did the same thing tonight. We fed him. We think he's going through a growth spurt. So he's eating like a crap ton. Like right. I cannot get over how much food that kid is eating right now. And 
because of the way that daycare is, we don't pick him up until like 5.15. And he used to eat at five on the dot every day, right? So when he gets home, he gets home and immediately throws a tantrum as soon as he gets through the door because he's hungry. Right. So like you have to have his food ready and like cool down for him. So you can be like, <laughs> eat this French fry immediately kind of a thing. Yeah, as soon as he walks in the, the door. Basically. A bowl, yeah. Here you go. And he's like, oh, great. And then, and then he's good. But we we fed him late, so we didn't feed him dinner until almost 5.45 tonight, and he ate a ton. Like, he had seconds of everything, and we were like, okay, well, clearly he doesn't need a before-bed snack because he ate so much. And then when we were ready for bed, we're like, okay, buddy, up upstairs. And he went upstairs, and he walked into the kitchen, and he stood waiting for us to go get him a snack. Right. Because right. he was like, oh, okay. I guess he's still hungry. So <laughs> we got him a snack. He wolfed that thing down and then we off we took him to bed. So, I mean, you know, he's very good at communicating without speaking. So, I, like, I feel eventually it's just going to be like, boop, and he's just going to be talking up a storm because he, he, he babbles constantly. Yeah. Constantly. He just isn't saying words. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's like that classic thing, you know, where it's like the second born doesn't talk as quickly as the firstborn because the firstborn talks for the second one. Right. So I wonder if it's kind of the same thing as you guys are doing the talking for him, right? By just knowing that when he tries to climb into bed, he knows he wants to go to bed rather than making him like say bed or whatever. Well, the funny thing is, is that a friend of ours is going through the same thing with her second, which is Mm -hmm. so funny that you mentioned that. But she's like, yeah, the the first the firstborn was fine. Like she, she learned no problem, but now we're, we're looking into speech therapy for the second one. Who's just a, just a little bit younger than William, but she was yeah. born in, she was born in January and William was born in October. So she's a few months behind, but like we were looking for, for speech therapy for William a couple of months ago because of the way everything was. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it, like it's, it's exactly what you said. The second born isn't really talking in this yeah. case, but. Interesting. But yeah, he, he's we, we think he's going through a growth spurt because, again, he's eating absolutely everything. He might be a little moody because he's teething. One of his eye teeth is finally coming in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's been a while since he's had a tooth, but like pump in. Like, I feel like December was the last time that he had like a lot of teeth come in. Does he have most of his teeth now other than the eye teeth? He's missing the eye teeth, but that's okay, one yeah. of the ones that's coming in is yeah, the eye teeth. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's been a bit of a gem. <laughs> Bit of a gem. Uh, we took him to his grandparents on the weekend. We wanted to see Laura's parents because Laura's dad has like the garage with the toys in it, you know, like, and I don't mean like kids toys. I mean, like old man toys, you know, right. he's got all the tools and he knows how to use them. And we needed some repairs done to the our stroller. Nothing bad. Our tires needed air and, and we needed some like lubrication on some wheels that were sticking, you know, stuff like that. But I mean... It's so funny that like I'm an adult in my 30s and there's certain things that I'm just like, why don't I own one of those? And that air pump is one of them. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I'm not one of those people that's like, I should buy a ladder. I have a ladder. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's not what I need to worry about. Yeah. But, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, that's a thing that I should probably have. An air pump to fill tires. That's something we've never had. And then, um, I mean, we have like WD-40 and stuff, but we took the stroller and because we took the stroller in the car, we didn't have room in the trunk for his uh, high chair. Right. So we fed him there and we're like, ah, it'll be fine. 
like we fed him at your because like, Laura's like we fed him at your parents without a high chair and I'm like well no but we fed him in a chair still like he was in a baby chair with a with a table kind of a thing she's like yeah but it wasn't a high chair it's fine well we found out that without any sort of strap in chair William is impossible to feed <laughs> <laughs> it was just free range him at that point so throw it on the ground and pick it up as he ruins my yeah Laura basically just stood there and held the food and he would leave and then come back and then she'd give him more food and then he would leave and then come back and she'd give him more food like it was so funny like we just like this is ridiculous trying to feed him like this. Like he wasn't upset. He was just like, I got places to be. Yeah. And he'd exactly. run around and we apologize. Cause I'm pretty sure he left guac handprints on their couch and all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, no, like he ate every, he ate every bite of that food. He just didn't sit and eat it. He ran around. He came back, ate a bit, ran back, did something else, came back. You know, it was, it was ridiculous trying to keep that kid in line. But yeah, that's, that's how different I look at it too. Ben, Ben is pretty good at eating at the table, but some days he just doesn't want to. But it's like, I'd rather you eat whatever we're feeding you than not eat at all. So, yeah, we'll do that occasionally. Yeah. He'll just sort of come while we're eating. You give him a spoonful and he runs back and does some other stupid thing. And Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing that actually happened today, too, was that something that I mentioned last week has been disproven. And it was, remember how I was mentioning he went to daycare and they fed him pasta and he loved it. Mm-hmm. He had pasta for lunch today, and they said that he didn't eat it. Oh, so it was one of those one-off things. Eh? Yeah, but it was like they said it was pasta salad. And I'm like, is it's probably because of the, the kind of like the way the pasta was. Like, I, I, I remember that he liked spaghetti. So I feel like if it's in tomato sauce, he likes it. But if it's in anything else, and that's the thing, we don't cook a ton of pasta with tomato sauce. You know, we'll put it in like oil and stuff. And, and he hates it because he's a baby. He's dumb. But, you know, like. I feel like that's the that's the the thing that's needed is possibly tomato sauce. Maybe, I feel yeah. like he's also not eating tomato sauce as well. He's so iffy. We got pizza the other night and we gave him some pizza cuz we didn't do our usual thing where we get the fancy pizza and then eat it after he goes to bed. We got like just a regular pizza. Mm-hmm. We went to a different place in town called Shorty's Pizza, which is New York style. Okay. And we got that and we gave him some of that pizza. And he ate that pizza just fine. There's other times he's eating pizza and not liked it so it's it's so i don't know tomato sauce yes tomato sauce no i don't know what's up with that kid but if you really want to know the important thing shorty's pizza not as good as my pie pizza yeah i i really enjoy the my pie pizza but holy shit is it expensive yep. <laughs> i yep. mean my god it's it's like a once a month maximum thing for me i mean we ordered we went to my parents for dinner the other day and we're like, oh, let's have that my pie pizza. So we ordered two large pizzas and it was like $70 or something, $75. It's like, oh my God, never again. Yeah. Laura and I ordered two larges and this had leftovers for four days. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. That's how we justified that cost. Was, yeah. was it's just eating so it for expensive. multiple days. It's great, but yes, yeah, so pricey. The shorties pizza, I feel like the, the issue with the shorties pizza was just the moment that it, like the way that it arrived kind of a thing. Like it came early because we ordered it so that it would be there for William to eat kind of a thing. And the idea was to have it around 510 and it showed up at 440. Oh, yeah. So I put it in a warming setting on the oven. Yeah. And I feel like it sort of overcooked it. 
Yeah, that makes sense. You probably dried it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah so it so wasn't... It's not a fair shake. Not a fair review. No, like. I, I'd like to try it again. Also, I would get a different pizza because they did something that I would never, ever want on a pizza that I was like, oh, this is okay. Laura, Laura ordered the pizza and she ordered me a pepperoni because I'm boring and I like just, you know, pepperoni pizzas kind of thing. So she didn't think anything of it. She just ordered the pepperoni pizza. Their pepperoni pizza at Shorty's comes with a sesame seed crust. Oh, Interesting. Like tons of sesame seeds on the crust. And I mean, I'm not against sesame seeds, but there's the jury is still out on whether or not sesame seeds make me sick because it's kind of sesame and sesame seeds and like and nuts are somewhat related. I was going to say Ben's allergic to peanuts and sesame. Yeah, yeah it's, the same it's, thing. it's very common to have an allergy to both. Yeah. And the jury's still kind of out on whether or not I am because I feel like every so often I'll get like a burger and I'll get a sesame seed bun and eat it and be fine. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times I'll eat something and I'll have sesame seeds on it and I'll feel like garbage. So it's like, mm, is it the sesame seeds or is it everything that was under the sesame seeds? That's right. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I feel like that it was kind of, I was somewhat okay, but I, I it was an, uh, such an amount of sesame seeds on the crust of the pizza that it was like, this is too much. This yeah. is way too much. Yeah, I understand. But I feel like next time I would get a different pizza and inspect what kind of crust it came on. I would I would like to try it again to give it a fair shake, but I'm, it's still not better than my pie. That's the thing. All right. Now that we've talked well, about local pizza that's parlors. That's good, yeah. So anyone who listens locally will be pleased to know. <laughs> yeah, don't get the sesame seed crust. No. Unless you really like sesame seeds. Yeah. But even then, even then, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things that we've talked about in the past, th- this Xbox thing. Xbox has just kind of been haunting us. I don't want to. Is that the right term? Well, it's one, of, it's one of those things is, you know, a new generation of consoles only happens apparently once every seven years, give or take. And this yeah. happens to be year seven, right? Where the 11th hour here. Yeah. So there's a lot of news and I almost added a breaking news bulletin to last week's episode. I just was I was very tired the day I edited the show and I was like, I can't be bothered to do this. I'm just so tired. Last week on the show, we talked about Halo. And the week before, we talked about how Halo wasn't going to have multiplayer. And then the next week, we talked about, oh, no, Halo will have multiplayer and it's free to play. And then we talked about today, there is no Halo, not for the foreseeable future, because Halo has been delayed. Yes, delayed all the way until 2021. Yes. And they're blaming it partially on the COVID situation, which I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yeah, but I suspect the negative backlash that they got on the reveal day probably convinced them to not necessarily go back to the drawing board, but maybe, hey, we should try a little bit harder in the future. Well, it's funny, actually. I was listening to another podcast today and they were talking about this exact situation and the guy on the podcast, despite the fact that it is a PlayStation podcast, is a really big fan of Halo. Okay. Like they kind of, he's on the show because he's the differentiating opinion kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So he's a big fan of Halo to the point where he is friends with people who are on the development team. Oh. And he said people who work there have been like sending him texts of like, yo, look at this shit. And, and he mentioned like in maybe February, like that game's going to get delayed. And people were like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And then. Bam, there it is. It's delayed. Right, like okay. He said he said he saw it months ago and he was like, this is not 
this is not going to last. Like this is going to get delayed. This is will not launch. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I'm seeing from people are like, you should not put it on Xbox One. Xbox One is holding it back. You need to just release it on the Series X and not think about the One X at all. But that's the Microsoft strategy going right now is nobody gets left behind. Your your Xbox One continues to be, for the foreseeable future, a, a place where you can get your Xbox games. Your Xbox exclusives will all play on the Xbox One for the next two years or so. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, Microsoft is guaranteed that the Xbox One consoles still have two more years of life in them. As far as like where I sit on this whole thing, I think you and I... I'm pretty sure it's been on this show. I think you and I both agree that we would rather see a game delayed and then launched the right way rather than rush it out now and then deal with six months of garbage until it sort of becomes a good game. So on one hand, I'm I'm completely fine with this. I would rather them deal with it the right way and avoid all the crunch time nightmare that sort of haunts all the EA games and everything like that and, and launch something proper. On the other hand, this now leaves Xbox Series X in this weird predicament where it has no big launch titles. Like, yeah. why First are you party, buying yeah. the Xbox Series X at this point? That's the that's the big question, right? There's a lot of things I saw where people were like, why are they delaying the console with Halo? Because really, that would that not make more sense? Like, Well, I guess it, it doesn't. It doesn't, right? Because on the one hand, because nobody gets left behind, the Xbox Series X plays everything that your Xbox One S does. Or sorry, just Xbox One. But it would play it better well, there's a, and there faster. There is Xbox One S that's too. True, that's yeah. That's another thing. Is all of a sudden everybody I, I talk to is is like this naming scheme is so stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. How do you explain this to anyone? I mean, on last week's show, there is audio of you talking about one of the Xbox versions when you're talking about a different one. And I'm like, how do I edit this so you don't sound wrong? <laughs> you know, I just left it. <laughs> no, so you I was going to say you leave it and then you bring attention to how wrong I was in the following episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you were, you're referring to, to the series X and you're talking about the one X and, and it's, it's, you know how they always say like, Oh, little, the little Jimmy's grandma is going to go and, and buy him a game. Do you have any idea how hard it's going to be versus like, I want a PlayStation 5 versus I want an Xbox? Like, yeah. what? what is, oh, you want an Xbox? Well, that's the Xbox Series X, the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series S, the Xbox, yeah. like, like there's like 15 different Xboxes. At the like, same time, though, I bet you there's a lot of moms and dads out there is like, which Nintendo do you still play? Oh, you can play on that Nintendo again. You know, like oh, that's what my yeah. mom always did. No matter what it was, I'm on the computer. What's that Nintendo you're playing? With right <laughs> now? Yeah. yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. And like, I feel like the only reason, cause they, they made a statement when the halo got delayed, they made a statement that was the Xbox series X is still going to come out in November. Well, I didn't say still, but they said it's going to come out in November. Yeah. And I realize that the only reason this is happening is because that's probably when the PS5 is coming out too, and they don't want to give them a head start. Well, it's probably it's probably that to a certain extent, but also the Christmas market. I mean, the reality is, is the Xboxes and the Playstations are going to be on every kid's Christmas list, right? 
So why delay it when you know you're going to buy it anyway? And this way it can come from Santa and, and all that type of stuff. But at the same time, the Switch came out in March and that thing killed. No, that's that's true. But the Switch, Nintendo is just its own thing. True. <laughs> really, at this point, they could do whatever and it'll be this monster hit or it'll be the GameCube and just be awful. I mean, it's hard to say <laughs> where exactly they'll land. But I mean... I guess the question for you, my, my thought is that, listen, if, if you were a Halo fan or whatever, you're an Xbox guy, it comes out in November, whatever it is, you're probably going to just buy it anyway, because you know you're going to buy it at some point. Like, I mean, I guess my question to you is, you know, whatever, what's the biggest PlayStation title coming out? For PS5? For PS5. Like, what's like the game? The Spider-Man game? I probably? would say Spider-Man is probably the big game. Yeah, not not GTA 5, I guess, but... Uh, no, no. It's GTA 5. Is it even coming out at the launch of the console? It's coming out... <laughs> this know. game that came out in 2013 isn't coming to the console at launch because they're, they're porting it in 2021. How does any of this make sense? No, I don't understand. I, I agree. But but my point was going to be like if Spider-Man got delayed and I don't know if if you're we're planning on buying it right away anyway, but say you, you know, see you got the money now, you might as well buy it right away. Would that stop you? Would you wait until Spider-Man came out to go then buy the console or would you just go buy the console and play some other games until the big one came? Because that's the thing. Like, I actually talked to somebody about this, too, because one of my coworkers is like, give me the damn price so I can pre-order it. You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. I was like, do I wait? Do I just wait? Because I have, you know, I have PS4 games that I can play. But then I had the thought, well, yes, but the PS5 will make those PS4 games look better and run better and yeah. all of those fun things. So there is still value in getting it at launch, even if those exclusives aren't there. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's kind of how I look at it. Like, I built a new computer last year, just before Christmas. Or I don't I don't remember when I built it. It's sometime last year. It's fancy and new. Whatever. Yeah, and you know what? The first thing I did, Mike, was put on all the games I had still been playing, and then I continued to play those old games just at a way better resolution and way better frames per second and stuff, right? So Right, and a lot of the stuff from this year is not just like, oh, it will work, you know, because everything is supposed to work on the new ones. There's a lot of games that are coming with upgrades, free upgrades, you know, except Control. That upgrade can kiss my ass. Have you heard about this? I, I have heard you have to pay again for that one or something. Right? So if you bought Control at launch, because they're re-releasing Control with its DLC in the Ultimate Edition of Control. Right. If you bought Control and its DLC previously, before the Ultimate Edition came out, you do not get the free upgrade. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so stupid. You only get the free upgrade if you bought the if you buy the new version that's coming out. It's literally the same shit. It's in a different package. Right. But this one, you get the free upgrade and this you don't. It's incredibly stupid. That's just money, money grabbing right there for sure. I would rather they didn't allow an upgrade at all than this stupid bullshit. Yeah, or sell it again. Yeah, just sell it as Control PS5 edition or some crap like that. Yeah. Yeah, like for the people who already own it. It's just like all you're doing is telling people to not buy games at launch. Mm -hmm. 
Because like I, that's the thing that happens with a lot of these games now. Like the last Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11, the only reason I got Mortal Kombat 11 when I did is because someone bought it for me because I was going to wait until they released it with all of the DLC because I knew eventually they would release a different version of the game that had all of the characters and all of the the, the extra content that came out. And sure enough, they just like in, in June they released a version of that game that came with all of the characters and all of the extra stuff. And it was like, see, like this is what I was waiting for. Like there are other games where they don't do that kind of stuff. Like where, like where where you don't think about it. Right. But like games like that, I knew going into it, Mortal Kombat 11 is a game that the last three games in the series have done this. You know, it was obvious that that was going to happen. So I was not in any hurry to buy Mortal Kombat 11. The last Tomb Raider game did the same thing. They they did they did the game DLC and then a special version of it. Which and that's the other thing about Control. This new version of Control is cheaper. Really, (laughs) the game the the Ultimate Edition. It's the game with. The whole, like all of the DLC, it's $20 cheaper than the original was at launch. That doesn't make sense. No. And and like, so I mean, I got it. I got it on Unboxing Day for cheap. So like, that was another thing. I bought Control on Unboxing Day. They hadn't even announced DLC for that game. I had no idea DLC was coming. But then eventually it was like, bam, here's the DLC. And I'm like, sweet. I waited for the season pass to go on sale, bought it. And then they were like, Oh, by the way, here's another version that includes all of the stuff that you've already bought, but cheaper. Yeah. And you get the free PS5 upgrade. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, don't do it like that. If you're going to do that, just don't do it at all. Just don't give me an upgrade. If you're going to make me buy the game I already own to get the upgrade. No, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Mike. But anyway, well, yeah, rant over. Holy rant cow. over. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go on that rant, but no, here we are. No, and I wasn't expecting it either. That's why I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, it was funny because I was like, do I talk about this? Because it's pretty shitty. But no, we it won't. We got other things to talk about. Yeah. And the, the thing I really wanted to talk about, because it's really huge, is the Fortnite versus everyone war that is going on right now. Yeah, that is wild. You know, perhaps you've heard of this small indie game, Fortnite. But basically, it is Epic Games is the creators of Fortnite. And they have gone to war with Apple and indirectly Google and, you know, any sort of (laughs) cellular phone provider. Long story short is... Fortnite has an in-game currency called V-Bucks. So if I fire up Fortnite on my computer, I can buy V-Bucks for... I don't know how much they are, 100 V-Bucks per real-life dollar or some garbage like that. You, you buy 1,000 points for 10 bucks. On your mobile device, it's 1,000 points for $13. And the reason that it costs more is the fact that Apple and Google take a 30% take of all sales of your mobile device. Because they serve up, you know, Apple in particular serves up your service on the App Store they feel entitled to the money that it makes. And obviously, Epic Games does not <laughs> fully uh, fully agree with that situation. So what they did is they willingly offered up a alternative on the in-game stores. You can buy it the normal way through the App Store, and it costs you, I think it was actually $10. Or you can buy it directly through Epic Games, and it's only going to cost you 7 
So, Mike, I mean, which one would you pick, right? You're obviously well, going to go with the Why would I not want the cheaper. $7? Yeah. Exactly. It's the exact same amount of V-Bucks, except it's cheaper. Apple caught wind of this very quickly, and it's against their terms of service, and they have quickly pulled it from the App Store. Epic obviously knew this was going to happen because almost immediately they released a parody of Apple's very famous 1984 ad. I don't know how you describe it. It's the one. It's the where Super it's, Bowl ad. It's like the most famous Super Bowl ad of all time. Yeah, it's Apple versus IBM. It's like the 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 talking face on the screen, and then the nice the lady Apple, throws the hammer. Yeah, the nice Apple lady comes and throws the hammer on the screen. So they they recreated that, except with their Fortnite characters, and obviously the bad guys were Apple in this case. Um, and they're using the hashtag what is it free Fortnite or free something Fortnite. like that yeah. and then they also promptly launched a lawsuit against apple and then subsequently against google as well but because uh, google was quote unquote forced to do like google's statement was very much like well we agree with what they're saying we still have to enforce our terms of service so therefore Fortnite is no longer on the google exactly. play store as well, well and the reason they targeted apple first is you know, I, you've mentioned it and we've mentioned it a million times is Apple is a clo- closed ecosystem. The only way in is through the App Store uh, and that's it. You can't legally sideload anything or do whatever. Whereas on Android, you can get apps via the Google Play Store or you can sideload. And sideload basically means like you can go on some website and install whatever app you feel like. And that's how Fortnite gets done a lot of the times. I have a couple of games on my phone that you can't buy anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got them is I sideloaded them on my phone. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's why they didn't target them because, you know, Google could argue, well, just sideload it then. You don't need to put it on the App Store. But uh, in, in Apple's case, you have to. And, and so what basically what they're arguing is that it's bullshit that Apple takes money from, I guess, something that they have no part of. Right. I mean, the reason that kids are buying these V-Bucks or or adults, too, is because Fortnite is this wonderful game and then they're providing all this service and stuff and they want to buy more stuff to enhance their Fortnite experience. It's not like Apple is doing anything above and beyond in order to provide this service. It's it's Fortnite doing it all. But Apple disagrees and says, well, listen, I mean, we're providing the App Store. That's the only reason you got on here in the first place. We deserve our cut. And honestly, Mike, I don't I don't know where I stand on this whole thing. It's really hard to pick a side when billion dollar corporations are fighting. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's funny because Fortnite's positioning themselves as like this crazy, like indie place that's fighting for all the little guys and stuff out there. Meanwhile, they're owned by what is it? Tencent? Tencent? Tencent Tencent owns. There's still their own company, but Tencent owns a significant chunk. It's I think like, it's like 40%. And that's one of the largest corporations in the world. It's a Chinese corporation. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, there's billionaires and while trillion Apple's worth almost $2 trillion. So maybe trillion dollar companies fighting each other. Yeah. It's, it's tough to feel real sympathy for anybody in this battle. Yeah, I know. It's like, on one hand, I'm like, I don't play Fortnite. So why do I care? But I get, I get why, like it's a big thing, mm-hmm. but one of the one of the things that I saw was I get that people don't like Epic. Like, they, they, why should I care that these billionaires are fighting? 
But what some people are saying is, no, we applaud what Epic is doing, which was really funny because one of the companies that said we applaud what Epic is doing was Spotify, which is another billion dollar company. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But Spotify's had run-ins with Apple in the past, too. Well, Spotify has also had run-ins with musicians. And this Mm -hmm. was the example that I thought was really funny was somebody somebody made the comment that was like, Epic is a big company that can take the hit, whereas a little guy could not afford this kind of lawsuit with Apple kind of a thing. So they're taking the hit to make the marketplace better for everyone. Like, yes, no question. Epic gains from, you know, a reversal of Apple's practices. They gain millions of dollars that Apple is no longer taking from them. But so does everybody else who has now benefits from Apple changing its ways. Yes. And, the example that was given was Taylor Swift, which is this is funny because we were just talking about Spotify. Taylor Swift taking all of her music off of Spotify. Taylor Swift is super rich. She's one of the most successful artists in the world. She didn't need to make a stand over how much money she was being paid from Spotify, but she was making a stand because it made it better for other artists. Like the work, what because her of her. The stand that she took, it it came out better payouts for artists kind of a thing. Right. So you need a big shield out there to take the hit from the corporation to, you know, to make it better for everybody. I I, I hope that makes sense. Does that no, make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Probably makes more sense than my explanation of the whole lawsuit in the first place. And, and, and what Epic is suggesting is they're not saying Apple get rid of their 30%. They want it to reduce to 10%, give or take. So that Apple still gets a cut, you know, a, a small indie company still makes 90 cents to the dollar and everybody kind of walks away happy rather than Apple sort of gouging the shit out of everybody because they can. And meanwhile, Apple's argument is like, you I mean, if it wasn't for our platform, you wouldn't have any marketplace at all. So, I mean, I understand that too, but man, 30% is a lot of, it's a lot of money. Well, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you saw this, this was very recent news. Mm -hmm. It's as of today, I'm not even sure how long ago, but very soon, like to when we recorded this podcast, Apple further sent, like they sent a letter to Epic and Epic posted it on their Twitter that was, they have two weeks to, to pull their shit. Like the the lawsuit can still happen, but the reason that it was the game was pulled off the app, the in-store thing that they were doing, mm-hmm. that they have two weeks to pull that out of their app. And if they don't, then Apple is going to take back all of their development tools from Epic. Right. And also what that indirectly causes is one of the things that Epic is known for besides Fortnite is the Unreal Engine. Right. Basically, if they take the tools away from Epic, then that means that any company that uses the Unreal Engine in the production of their games will no longer be able to put things on the App Store. Yeah, which would be huge. The Unreal Engine is one of the most licensed engines probably in the world, I would say, at this point. Definitely. And like that is just massive consequences to... like. That's another case of the indie guy is the guy who takes the hit on this one kind of a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, yes, they're they're losing money from Apple taking the money. But 
if if Apple takes away Unreal access of the Unreal Engine, then they're not making anything. Yeah, like they, they they have to go away. Well, and what's fascinating? I mean, there's two really interesting things about this whole thing. The first is is that. Apple has agreements with other major players out there to not take cuts of their money. So like Starbucks, for instance, you you purchase your coffee through the app. Apple doesn't take any of that money. Uh, Amazon, it's the same way. You buy something off Amazon Prime. You don't... Yeah, Amazon doesn't send Apple 30% of your... Whatever, your TV you just purchased online. Right. So... Obviously, they're willing to bend the rules and, and make changes and make side deals and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, why those players and not everybody else? And the other thing that's interesting is, I don't know if you've been following the news, the tech news and stuff super closely, but did you see the big four antitrust hearings? Uh, that would be Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google. The stuff that I saw out of it was all of the old men who didn't know what was going on. Yeah, basically, the whole the whole concept behind it is that are these companies too powerful and they can control everything and the stuff they do is it potentially anti competitive and and all that kind of stuff. So people are saying that this Epic Games lawsuit is also timed specifically for that, right? Because they're, these companies are so big that they can bully anybody they want into paying everything. Because, I mean, the only way you're going to sell your your super cool idea, like your baby toy, Mike, is to put it on Amazon. And if Amazon says no, they're basically f***ing you, you know, top to bottom. That That's right, the reality right. of it, right? They have you over a barrel. So some people are kind of, I don't know if it's if it's a conspiracy theory or not. But yeah, I, I think a lot of this is specifically timed because of those hearings. It's like, listen, put your money where your mouth is. Let's, let's see how anti competitive you are. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout from this one. That is for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's going to, well, I'm sure it's going to drag on for years. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that both companies will have the money that they can let it drag out for years. Oh yeah, Definitely. But it, it'll be fascinating. It was funny. I was talking to one of my friends. I, I know we've been talking about it for a bit, but uh, one of my friends was saying if Steve Jobs was still in charge of Apple at this point, they would never, ever stop this fight. But Tim Cook has made a lot of concessions, you know, in various things like they they donate more and they dropped like a lawsuit against Samsung and whatever. And so with Tim Cook in charge, they might they might bend over and say, you know what? Yeah, let's lower this kind of thing. It's just an interesting perspective. Yeah, I feel like you're 100% right that, well, your friend is right that Steve Jobs would have been like, no, kill him. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're going to burn you to the ground. Yeah. 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 Oh, good times. Good times. Well, we'll see what the fallout of that is in the future. And who knows? Maybe by the time we finish recording this, Xbox will have announced that they're delaying the Series X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Stay tuned next week for all kinds of uh, more video game information. More updates on every story that we've talked about for the last like two or three weeks. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Funnily enough, Amazon is starting a podcast service soon, so we might be there too. Yeah, I registered us for that. (laughs) There you go. So one more. What's what's the last one that's missing? Out of the big four tech guys? Oh, uh, it's Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google. Facebook. So all we Facebook, need is yeah. we got a Facebook page. So there we go. We're completely covered by that whole thing. Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcast listening services. So yeah, Facebook just needs to start its own pod- podcast listening service. Facepods, Podbook. I don't know. 
If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT nerds, FT dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike and I'm Chris and we'll talk to you again. soon. Good job, Hank. Thanks. Ow, my neck. It made a big pop. A pop? I'm old and I'm going to (laughs) die. Okay.